humans and healers. Welcome back for another episode of Transcend with Tay. Today's interview is one of my favorites. I have the great honor of sitting down with Erin Taylor, who is, as I say, a magical medicine mushroom mama. Erin is the founder of a psilocybin church in Colorado, the Divine Heart, which is a nonprofit. She is deeply knowledgeable on the topics of psychedelic mushrooms, and her story of how she found the mushrooms is so inspiring. Erin is well-versed in the world of healing and is a certified meditation, Reiki, and yoga teacher. She had a 20-year career as a nurse and found the mushrooms through life-threatening burnout. We dive deep into the topics of all things shrooms, the history of psilocybin mushrooms. Erin answers all of your questions about microdosing, the healing powers associated with mushrooms and meditation, what a sacrament is, how her church operates, and all of the details on retreats that she hosts and how you can get connected with her and her medicine. It truly is nearly impossible to express how wildly powerful this conversation is in words. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and gain as much knowledge as, and inspiration as I did. But before we dive into the episode, I wanted to share a few updates with you to keep you in the loop of what's happening behind the scenes. Um, if you are a part of my dry and divine alcohol-free community, I first just want to truly thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me co-create such a special container and space for deeper reflection and healing, and also celebrate you for committing to dry January and truly honoring that inner knowing and sober curiosity. The connections and breakthroughs these women's experienced, including myself in this container, are so, so powerful. And while this group is coming to a close after this week with January ending, I am deeply excited to announce the expansion and co-creation of a new space that is safe and nourishing and designed for deeper connection and healing. And with that being said, I want to officially announce my brand new membership community, the Soul Aligned Sisters Collective. The soft launch of this community will be happening on Tuesday, February 1st, which is next week. The sisters who join the collective community will receive three monthly live calls with me, weekly journaling, reflection, and connection prompts. Um, and just more access to me and my teachings, my energy, uh, which is far beyond what you would receive through this podcast or even through my Instagram, and just the accountability and support of sisterhood. There will be an overarching theme every month within the collective, with February's theme being becoming your own best lover. So the calls will be focused on the month's topic. There will be a master sta masterclass style call 
I'll be presenting on that month's topic and sharing tactical ways for you to implement these teachings into your life. We will also have a community and connection call focused on an interactive exercise to do together based on that month's topic. And lastly, a more informal call will be a live Q&A slash like coaching hot seat opportunity to come and connect with me and there's really no agenda other than you ask questions and I answer them and help you work through these things in real time through different reframes and perspective shifts and different habits that you can implement in your everyday to make some shifts. So my assistant and I are still working out a few of the final details, but I wanted to loop you in on what's happening and let you know that this opportunity is available to you. So make sure you're connected with me on Instagram if you're interested in joining the collective and you want more information. Um, if you aren't already following me on Instagram, my Instagram is transcend underscore with underscore Tay. And I would absolutely love to get to connect with you in that space. The last thing that I want to mention as far as the collective goes, anyone who joins before February 1st, which is our official soft launch, and when we will begin um, where I will come in live to the community and um, share a welcome, an introduction, what to expect. We'll be sharing the calendar of events um, and just start to dive into all of the juicy materials and make some beautiful, beautiful connections. Um, but with that being said, anyone who joins us before February 1st will lock in the early bird rate of... <laughs> That was not a very good drum roll. Um, $22 a month, just $22 a month. Holy moly, you guys. I'm just so excited and honored to bring these teachings and resources to you at such an accessible rate and for you to get to experience the healing medicine of community and just to support you on your journey and to transcend together. So if you are freaking out like me and you're so excited for the launch of The Collective, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to be in that space. I am just count me in. I'm down, right? Uh, just send me a message on Instagram and I will get you all of the details on how to join. And like I said, continue to follow along in my stories as I will share more details there. Um, but this, I wanted to get it out here on the podcast as well. So Ah, feels so good to share that and just want to thank you again. I know I always thank you, but those of you who are here as true supporters and just my soul aligned sisters and homies that I've had the beautiful opportunity to connect with in this space, I just want you to know how grateful I am for you and how excited I am to get to create this opportunity for us to come together in more intimate and connected containers. So with that being said, it is time to dive in today's interview and episode. I know you are going to love it as much as me. Thank you, Tay, for this invitation. It is truly my honor to be here and to connect with you, my like-minded sister, and to co-create this beautiful offering. Um, so yeah, I'm just really honored and appreciative to be here. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful to get to come into this space together and to 
provide the platform for you to share your inspiring story. I have, we should have pressed record a while ago. Erin <laughs> uh, and I connected via texting. Um, she's actually not super present on social media at the moment, which all of you know, that's where I run all of my things and how I connect with a lot of people. So I connected with her via text, which was really cool because it was like, I don't know anything about her other than what Amanda's told me and via text, which usually in the social media world, you go creep on people before you really, <laughs> and then you have like a preconceived idea of who sure. they are, but I had no idea. And then when you sent me the for first voice note, when I asked you to just share your organic story and what you're doing with me, and I literally had tears in my eyes mm. and had chills in my body and was so deeply felt so deeply connected to you and just so honored to get mm. to have you on the podcast and for you to share your story with our listeners so I would love for you to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about who you are and a brief background on what has brought you to what you do today um so yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so I as Tay mentioned I worked for over 20 years in the, the Western, what I call sick care system as a registered dietitian and the last 12 years in that field as a registered nurse, I worked in pediatric critical care. I was a NICU nurse. Um, I did work a couple of years in the adult world in the ER, um, but primarily my service in that field was with uh, kids. So, um, and I've always been really into health. I was a dietitian. Um, interestingly, I, I was um, on welfare when I was a dietitian. And I was like, what is wrong with this picture? The, the world clearly needs an awakening with health and nutrition. And yet the people that can teach that don't make enough money to live. So I started thinking, what can I do so that I can live in Colorado and, and live my lifestyle and still serve people? And so nursing just seemed like the most natural transition. And I loved my nursing career and, um, and found myself the last uh, few years, I didn't know it at the time, um, in life-threatening burnout. And I, you know, hindsight is always 2020, right? So um, towards the tail end of my nursing career, I started to explore what else can I do? What else, what else can I do to serve and to allow education to allow our people to heal? And um, yoga was a natural one uh, for me for that. And then I really, I was inspired to become a certified meditation coach um, the tail end of my nursing career, I was a, a triage nurse. And so I was on the phone all day with parents, sometimes 80, 90 parents a day. And I was completely taken aback at how many of our young kids were on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. And I'm not judging anybody um, for, for that path. I certainly was on medications for a, a while and that was certainly my path. Um, and it just became so clear to me, you know, that I was being pulled in this direction to, to, you know, there's a better way, there's a healthier way. You know, kids do not need to be on medications. They, do, they don't. 
Um, so, and kids love meditation. It, they actually take to it a lot easier than us adults do. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of, of my journey as a meditation coach. And what I realized, like I was trying to tell you earlier, I realized several months later after I was in this webinar with one of my meditation teachers that she was going over her experience with life threatening burnout. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly where I was at. I, I was, my body was breaking down. I was having severe back problems. I was really edgy and, and, um, just not acting myself. And, you know, I shared with you earlier that I started to have some not so, um, healthy thoughts cross my, cross my mind. And thanks to my meditation practice, I, I knew, you know, these are just thoughts. Um, I don't have to do anything about them. Um, I had had a history of depression and, um, you know, finding myself having suicidal thoughts at a, at a very young age. And so I became very fearful, um, that I was going down that path again. And so right around that time, that was also when the mushrooms found me, um, you will hear people that, that serve the mushrooms and that are mushroom gurus and enthusiasts. You'll hear us all say when the mushrooms found me. And the mushrooms found me in two ways around that same time. My father-in-law got this wild hair to start digging a hole underneath his house to start a gourmet mushroom farm so that he could start selling gourmet mushrooms to the local chefs and farmers markets. And it, the idea kind of fizzled out for him, um, but I was still all about it. And I, I started noticing, you know, when I went to the store, the shiitake mushrooms were $20 a pound as, as, as compared to the other mushrooms that were, you know, a fraction of that cost. And I was like, who are, who's growing these mushrooms? And I, I want, I want to know more about this. And it was one of those moments where I don't know, Tay, if you've ever had anything ha happen um, like this to you, but my husband was like, you can grow mushrooms for a living. And I was like, I can't cool. Like I never even thought like I could do this too. And he's like, yeah, you know, he, he was a mycologist. He took mycology and, in, in uh, which is the study of fungi and mushrooms. Um, he was like, yeah, you know, that the, the professor that taught him about it said, you know, it's a very lucrative, um, a lucrative, uh, field to get into. And so I, I started learning about growing gourmet mushrooms and, uh, I launched my gourmet mushroom business in the summer of 2020, and I loved that process. It was like me kind of coming out as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, and I was really just overworking with people, and I just literally buried my head in, in the ground with the mushrooms. Um, I, I think in hindsight, my mushroom business was probably more of therapy <laughs> for me than anything. Um and the second part of how the mushrooms found me I, during that exact same time um, around the holidays, about three years ago, I received a book in the mail and it was written by this gentleman named Tiro. And I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try. Um, he is the owner of Four Sigmatic Mushroom, that the Four Sigmatic uh, Medicinal Mushroom Company. And the title of the book, it's my favorite book to this day. It's called Santa Sold Shrooms. And it's the real story of Santa Claus 
who was a shaman from the Sami tribe. Um, and this was a, a northern um, tribe of people. And the true story of Christmas started with this shaman and his medicine was the, the, the mushroom that you're wearing on your shirt, the Amanita muscaria, who most people think is a, is a toxic mushroom. And it is if you take too much of it. However, at the microdose level, it is a tremendous medicine. They call it uh, nowadays, they call it the, the mushroom Xanax. And um, so this, this shaman would um, climb into the top of the teepees. So that's where the story of Santa Claus climbing in through the, the, uh, the fireplace, the chimney, he would climb into the top of the teepees because the teepees were enclosed in so much snow that that was the only way that he could get into his, to his, to see his people. And so he would climb in and, um, and, and treat, you know, his people with, with the medicine of, of the mushroom, uh, even, even down to the story about the first ornament. So how we, how we hang ornaments on our Christmas trees, that was actually the first ornament was the Amanita muscaria mushroom. The shaman would harvest them and hang them upside down and, uh, dry them so that that's how he offered the medicine to his people. So, um, I looked at it like, okay, this universe is telling me something. I, 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 I was just completely enamored, captured by the mushrooms and I've never looked back. Um, and interestingly enough, because I'm so passionate about meditation, the mushrooms, uh, particularly the sacred mushroom sacrament or magic mushrooms, um, they mirror a lot of what meditation does. Um, as far as your experience, the healing, and even down to the MRI, the brain scans of people that, you know, Buddhist monks that meditate, compassion meditation, and then also people that have the sacred mushroom sacrament on board. It lights up your brain. Um, I believe it's uh, someone who doesn't have the mushrooms on board or who are not meditating have 300 pathways being fired in your brain, the electro electrical activity being fired in your brain. And for people that are meditating or have the sacred mushroom sacrament on board, they have 3000 pathways firing. So just really, really cool how my two favorite things mirror each other. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that's, that's how the mushrooms found me. And um, about two years ago, I started microdosing. And about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than a year ago in my morning meditation, I started having these very vivid visions of the, the retreats that I'm, I'm, I'm holding. And my first retreat is actually sold out in January. Um, very specific, you know, down to the details of meditation, journaling, uh, ecstatic dance, intuitive art, uh, sound healing, um, and lots and lots of lots of other really cool stuff that we do. Um, and so I wrote it all on a vision board and founded my church. That was how I found a really good attorney. Um, and he was the one that suggested this is how you can do this legally. And here we are. That was 
such a beautiful illustration of the healing work that you are doing and just such a beautiful testimony to the gift that you are. So thank you so much for sharing what an inspiring story. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay. I'm so excited to dive in a little yeah. deeper in some of these topics. I'm sure my listeners, our listeners are really excited to dive into this conversation. This has been a conversation I've wanted to bring from the podcast from the mm. very early beginning before it even I it was even you know there was a title yeah there had any research done or anything at all um, this was a really important conversation I wanted to bring because I have seen the healing power in mushrooms and also in meditation um, and it's something I want to explore even deeper it's something I want to share the message and share the gift in the healing with others and hopefully invite them to, I mean, hearing how knowledgeable you are on this topic and just the personal experience and the way that you're now facilitating and sharing this gift through your church. I can't mm -hmm. wait to hear more about what that ceremony looks like and how, you know, it's probably not like a traditional church. So going into no. that, because people probably have preconceived notions sure of mushrooms, of um, microdosing, all of this. So um, I love how you shared your story, though, of how the mushrooms found you. Just yeah. that, that inner knowing and trusting and that nudge that you always had, but you let yourself follow it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something I share so much with the clients that I work with and just the messaging that I share in my brand is that that inner knowing, like mm -hmm. we, there is a voice and there is something deeper inside of us. And when there's something that lights you up that mm -hmm. you feel innately curious about that just brings you joy and that you don't, it doesn't even feel like work to you or, or like a chore or a task. Those are the things you follow, Absolutely. right? You don't, have, you don't have to follow the, the timeline that society gives you. And at any time in your life, no matter your age, you can completely like write a new story. You can Absolutely. write a new story and you can choose a different identity and you can use your gifts and show up and serve in a different way. And so I just Absolutely. want to honor you for the work that you do Thank and you. just the, the inspiration, the model that you are setting and the embodiment of truly pursuing um, your life's work and purpose Thank and, you. and helping others in that way. So I... Do you think we should start with your mushroom journey in um, microdosing and experiences that you've had to lead us into how you now do it and, and um, facilitate within the church? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We can start there. Um, and I, I just want to kind of circle back to something that you mentioned. You know, when I was in life-threatening burnout, I was stuck in this and you'll hear this word addictions come up a lot because that's what's with the mushrooms. There are teachers, right? The sacred mushroom sacrament. So they, um, they show you, they show us what our addictions are. And it's not just, you know, addictions to alcohol or substances or food or TV or social media. It's also the addictions that we have to our thoughts. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. 
Yes. I am. Yeah. So he, he talks a lot about the fact that we're addicted to these emotions because we were programmed from our past experiences. Um, and so when I was in life threatening burnout, I was in this mindset of what else am I going to do? I I'm a nurse. What, what else can I do? I, I was, I was, you know, with the ball and chain of, you know, massive amount of student loans that I put myself into debt for to get to nursing school, both of my professional health degrees, actually. And so that was, you know, I, I have to, I have to do this work. I have to do this work to, to, you know, I, I was, I was stuck in this, in this mindset that I can't do anything else. And I know that that is shared by so, so many people. Um, and so I remember my meditation coach saying, follow the threads of joy. Mm. And for me, that was meditation. And then all of a sudden the mushrooms. And I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow the threads of joy. And, you know, this take, this does not feel like work. This is, uh, you know, this is even beyond a passion for me or a calling this. I feel like in my heart, this is my duty mm. because of the world that we're living in. And um, I visualize and get so excited about a world with more compassion and that is what the mushrooms do for us. Not only meditation also, but mushrooms are kind of like a fast track to that, which is, it's kind of like a shortcut, you know, all the benefits that you receive from meditation, you receive, and then some with the sacred mushroom sacrament and medicinal mushrooms, it's just a fast track there. And, you know, I think that we're in, in a, in a state in our world where we need something fast. Like we need something like right now for our people. Um, so when I started microdosing, it, it was, it was really like, okay, this is a cool thing that everyone's doing. And, you know, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about it in the science. I'm a science girl. So I want to, I want to start, I want to, I want to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And not only the immense amount of healing that I received, you know, my, I have sexual traumas and, I've been with my husband for 13 years and we've been a solid couple until, you know, the last four years, we really started to experience a lot of challenges. And so I went back into therapy, um, for that. And, um, you know, I have been abandoned by both of my parents at different times of my life. And so really diving into all the areas in my life that I really, really was just feeling called to heal myself with. Mm -hmm. um, I never actually set the intention to heal my alcohol addiction um, with the sacred mushroom sacrament. However, um, my road to sobriety with alcohol started way before the year 2014. Um, I, I feel like the year 2014 was like my awakening year mm. and, um, I, and at tried... what age were you, do you, when, so I'm curious, that... like the, I want to like mm -hmm. some, it happens for everyone at such different phase at, places in their life. And I want them to know that like, right it can happen at any time. And oh, it's absolutely. Late, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was probably, um, you know, like 37, 38. Okay. When, when I really started to put 
real intention into my alcohol sobriety. Um, but I was aware of it, you know, for years before it, 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 it didn't get to the point where I was like, I need to make a serious change actually. And, and, um, how severe, um, was it in the time, like, you know, your entire life up until that point? Well, I didn't actually start to really, um, get concerned about my drinking habits until I realized that I was medicating myself. Um, I was numbing myself from the, the abandonment of my mom. My mom decided, you know, that she um, just wanted to not be a part of her kid's life. I was 34 years old when that happened. And I, I just started to realize that I was not using alcohol anymore as, as socially, I was using it to, to numb myself and to dull the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried so many times, gosh, I tried, I tried to be sober so many, too many times to count. And I always ended up in the same place. And I started to really fear that I wasn't ever going to be able to beat this. Um, and you know, the fear of what's my life going to be like without alcohol, you know, my, my husband, you know, consumes alcohol and all my friends do. And, and I was a party girl. I was a social butterfly. Like I've heard about people that have to completely quit their lives and, and, and start a whole brand new one to, to be sober. And to me, that was terrifying. And so I was on this mission of, I, I, I can beat this. I can beat this. I can beat this. And time after time, after time, after time, after time, I realized I can't beat this. I can't beat this on my own. And so I never, when I started microdosing, I never really put the intention to heal my addiction to alcohol, even though there's so much science now that's showing how effective Mm. the sacrament is in helping people with addictions. Can Um, I ask a quick question? Yeah. You've mentioned the sacrament multiple Mm. times. Yep. Can you explain to me and to our listeners what that means. Absolutely. So my church, um, you know, we, we are a religion. We, I wrote a doctrine and it it was a really beautiful thing. It's like, what, what do you believe in? You know, what do you believe in? And I believe in love. I can, I believe in compassion. And I truly believe that this medicine is, is the ultimate connector. Um, Paul Stamets, I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Stamets. He's the, the mushroom guy. Um, he refers to, the, the mushroom mycelium, which is the network uh, that the fruiting bodies grow from, from as being the worldwide web, the original worldwide web, they're the ultimate connectors. And I oh, can- This is on the fungi. fungi. Yeah, yeah, fantastic fungi. Mm-hmm. fungi. Yep, okay. yep, absolutely. Um, and so um, I, 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 I wrote in the doctrine, you know, the, 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 and from my own experience with, with the sacrament, um, you feel connected to everything. And, and what are we all experiencing? A lot of us experiencing right now in the world is isolation, <laughs> the illusion of separateness. And especially with all the stuff that's happening in the world right now, there are things in place to make sure that we feel that way so that we're constantly seeking healing externally. and externally. Um, and so so where the, the word sacrament comes from is uh, we refer to the sacrament in my church. Um, and Tay, you know, I'm not doing anything original. I'm just bringing it back. If you look back to Christianity, the beginning uh, stages, of, you know, where, when Christianity was first 
started with Mormonism, with Judaism, there is evidence that those religions had the sacrament as part of their religious practices. And with every single one of them, it's, it's been, it's been taken away. Um, so, so like I said, I'm not doing anything original. I'm just bringing it back. If you look at art, Christian art from the 1200s, 1300s, you will see Jesus hanging out with the Amanita Muscaria. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's hushed and it's, it's not something that's well known, but it is a fact. And so uh, the mushroom actually connects you to God. It connects you to a higher power and you feel it even with one and yourself. I, yeah, I like absolutely. That the higher power can and is also within you. And it absolutely. brings you to me the medicine of meditation, mushrooms, marijuana mm-hmm. have all brought me closer to myself and absolutely. to spirit, to Full chills. God. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah the ultimate connectors, they connect yeah, you is- to other people, to nature, to the animals, to the collective, to yourself, to God. I mean, it, it, it connects you to everything. Yeah. And you realize through mushrooms and through all of these things that we are all so connected. Yes. It is like everything is just living and breathing and moving. And we are limitless, limitlessly powerful in creating our own reality and connecting and, and raising the frequency, but, but we all have to start with healing ourselves first. Absolutely. And so it starts with this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's wild to me how our society has made, you know, natural forms of healing and medicine out to be bad. There is mm-hmm. so much controversy and yeah. thankfully it's starting to shift. Yeah. Um, but only more recently have sure. I started, like I've smoked weed forever and I've been dabbling in mushroom experiences. I've not, um, I've not microdosed before. So that is my next step. Cool. So I'm excited yeah. to chat more with you about it, but, um, yeah, like just to see how it all, it mm-hmm. all plays together. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. 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 I would love to hear more about like specifically microdosing and the ceremonies, like what they look like in the church and like what the dosage is for someone who has maybe never had experience with mushrooms or um, even someone who has had experience with mushrooms, but maybe only has had bad experience trips. Yeah. Because to me, it's, I mean, it's, it is a ceremony. It is something so sacred and it needs to be treated as such. Um, to me, like the sound, the space and the people that you're surrounding yourself with the environment is so, so important and the intention that you set. So I would love for you to, I mean, I want to dive into the retreat and everything that you're planning with your very first retreat and what that looks like. But I would love to hear first in within the church specifically, and yeah, speaking to the, the listener who really isn't familiar with this work and what the experience may be like for them. Mm-hmm. So women in particular, um, the Mazatec curanderas, the Mexican Indians, um, the medicine women, um, they are the ones that I honor the lineage of in my church. Um, and they're still doing their thing in Mexico. Um, so if there, there are other 
offerings around the world that offer these mushroom retreats, and they all kind of do the same thing. Um, you gather together in sacred ceremony and circle and you ingest a hero dose, which is typically three to five grams. And you sit around and a shaman does his thing. And um, there's a new branch, uh, newer branch, uh, psychedelic psychotherapy, where you take the sacrament and then you talk like you were talking to a therapist or a counselor. And there Do you is- facilitate that? Do I facilitate that? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't operate under this model. I, I have a, a, another type of a retreat that's more of like my VIP. Um, so my foundational retreat, we start with microdosing. We microdose in the morning. We journal. We have meditation. And then later on in the afternoons, we imbibe with a higher dose, what we call a mid-dose. So that's anywhere from a half a gram to two grams, maybe two and a half grams. But really, there's that, that mid-dose range that really allows for a tremendous amount of, of heart opening and, and healing. And there's just so much healing that this medicine offers on all different levels. So for somebody who's afraid, I've been there recently, actually, um, afraid of, of doing the, the hero um, dose route, this is where my retreats come in and are, offer something different than any, anyone else in the world. Um, and so what a, what a microdose is, a true microdose is, is ingesting the, state, the, the mushroom sacrament and you don't feel anything. You don't, you're not hallucinating. You might feel slightly heightened, again, connected to everything. You're just on point. You, you, you feel like you have superhero powers, honestly. Um, and so you're just more, in, yeah, 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 yeah. I, everyone needs to be on mushrooms <laughs> now, you know, why I'm doing this work. Um, you know, and you know, we talk so much about the healing, the healing, the healing. And the truth is Tay, that there is so much creativity that can come from even microdosing, uh, you know, the gentleman that discovered the double helix DNA structure discovered it while he was on LSD. Um, Steve jobs says that his, one of the most profound experiences and his creativity and what he created came from an LSD experience. So there's, there's, you know, people in Silicon Valley have been microdosing for decades and, you know, what comes out of that place. So, you know, there's so much focus on the healing. This is why this medicine is for everybody. Um, and so, so a typical microdose schedule, you know, there's all kinds of schedules out there. You can do the Fatiman protocol, which is one day on, two days off, one day on, two days off. You know, I've heard of people, my mother-in-law, I just do it every other day because that's how I remember. And, you know, I've heard four days on, three days off. And so a typical microdose, you don't, you don't feel anything. You just are happier. You feel more connected. You just feel like in the zone. Um, it really, it gives you an edge in every single area of your life. I, I have to pause you, Erin, because <laughs> this is the greatest message I could possibly re be receiving from the universe right now, like hearing and speaking with you and being exactly here in this moment and hearing this because I am in a space where I so deeply need that edge. Like yeah. my conscious mind is so far beyond my human body and what I'm capable of doing in the time that I want to. And I'm like, can I just duplicate myself? And, <laughs> and I am in such flow and so tapped mm. in, but I know that I could go 
beyond. Like I just know I can feel, I can feel the energy and like spirit working through me. And I'm like, I need to tap into this more deeply. And so you have officially convinced me to be getting great. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here for you. You can ask me anything. You can. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. All, so all those for things. you, that looks like, did you say every day? I do not microdose every day. Um, what, it, you, what method did you say? You were telling about the methods, but which one mm-hmm. do you follow? I am like a, like two or three times a week kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Um, that keeps your body from becoming tolerant to your dose. Um, and then what I find is the day after I microdose, that's when the creativity and the ideas and the inspiration come from. Um, so I like to give myself a break from it for that reason. And what about a larger dose? How frequent do you do the larger dose and what's the intention when you kind of full send on a, Mm -hmm. a more intense trip? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Sundays are sacred to me. And so, uh, my husband and I, we started doing this intuitive art project recently. And so, um, I want to be a little bit more heightened and a little bit more visual. And so I might, you know, take a little bit more than a microdose. Um, I, I typically don't mid dose very often. And, and even, um, the hero dose thing has, has, has really, um, always been, you know, I've always, been fearful of it. Um, and so a few, actually it was longer than a few months ago. I would have to say this last summer, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this work, I need to not just talk the talk. I need to walk the walk. Mm. And so I did a hero dose ceremony by myself. I took three grams and, um, you know, set up the set and setting that you were talking about earlier, you know, that the set is your mindset that you go into a ceremony with the setting is your environment around you. Mm. And, um, it was real, it was really fucking beautiful. You know, it's, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, especially if you have a lot of trauma. Um, but also, you know, just trusting, you know, setting your mindset and your vibration to that trust and surrender and trusting that the mushrooms are going to show you exactly what you, what you need. Again, they are teachers. They bring awareness. They bring stuff up. You know, this could be ancestral lineage stuff. This could be, you know, memories from before you were born. Um, Trust that everything that comes up for you is exactly what you need. That is so good. So good. Thank you for sharing that with the mm-hmm. listener who maybe hasn't experimented or needs the the validation in just leaning in and yeah. trusting. Yep. For me, it's a huge act of surrender and mm-hmm. um, surrender to like the next level to a higher power uh, because I'm sure many of you and you, especially Aaron can relate to this being in the space that you were before finding this of, I felt, I always have felt such a strong, like lock and like inability to release and let go. Mm -hmm. And I always want to have control in my life. And when everything in my life changed, like I was operating at just such a masculine state, right? Yeah. And it's because our society like teaches us like uh, everything is achievement and like instant gratification focused. And 
just like being better than the, than the person next to you. And it's, it's this wild idea. And we think at some point we're going to reach this level and feel fulfilled or loved or like we've made it and we never actually get there. And so learning to become present with yourself and explore more deeply within yourself instead of externally, like looking for the validation or for, you know, the answers outside of yourself. For me, it, it, this, these practices, um, I don't have a ton of experience with mushrooms, but the few more recent ones I've had have really brought me back to myself. And, Mm um, even though it was some of one of the hardest and most emotional experiences for me to completely release and surrender and let go because I mean that was the intention I set the last time I did a mushroom trip of like I I kind of laughed I was like I doubt I'm even gonna trip it's fine like (laughs) (laughs) famous last words right Oh my gosh. And I lost it. Like I blasted off and had never been in that type of space before. And it was just this ultimate yes reflection of like, well, you said you wanted to like, let go. Like (laughs) you have to, like, you have no choice now, but to just surrender and to be present with it. And so much came up for me and it is deeply emotional and Mm -hmm. it is so insightful and introspective. And I just, I can't stress enough the, the breakthroughs and the, just the ability to tap into the subconscious mind and to see from such a wider lens of your life of patterns, like every, everything in your life, you can suddenly are lifted and you can breathe and you can see, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. How did I just now see this, you know, right. and, yeah. and and it can take a few times and you might have to simmer on that for a while to be able to, you know, implement changes in your sure. life, but it's just such a beautiful reminder. And for me, mushrooms, like I've had conversations with about like psilocybin mushrooms with friends or family who, who don't understand and mm-hmm. explaining to them the benefit and how it is such a beautiful healing tool and yeah. way to connect more deeply with yourself and with source. And, um, so many people like just the stigma around it. And yeah. I love how you even said the examples with like Steve jobs and yeah. the other person that you mentioned, because it's, it's so true. Like you're able to tap into a, a different reality. And I like Amanda and I call it spidey senses. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, and we also have this silly thing where in the shower, we call the shower, the theta dome <laughs> it, where you just like the, the like water on you when yeah. you're like in a meditative state, like just it, every, like I have so many breakthroughs and so many ideas come through to me, but that's kind of the same idea of like when you tap in with mushrooms and I don't, I don't know the microdosing piece, but just the more like larger doses. Yeah. And, you know, I'm mostly, I mostly microdose and, you know, I was very musically inclined as a child. I played the flute, the piccolo, the saxophone, the snare drum. I taught myself how to play the piano. When my family got divorced, None of that was avail- none of that was even uh, on my plate, and it hadn't also- been for years and years and years. And since I started microdosing, I have you know I've got a didgeridoo, I have my sound bowls, I have a flute, I have all these instruments. We're painting again, writing. Like the creativity is just 
it, it, it unlocks, you know, you were talking earlier about people feeling stuck. This is the medicine for people feeling stuck and, and meditation. You know, there's a synergistic effect um, that meditation and mushrooms have together. It's like one plus one equals 300. Um, and okay. yep. <laughs> so, so you have, you work with clients through meditation mm-hmm. and you also have the church. Do you have a ceremony once a week? Myself? Uh, in the church. So the church right now um, is, is the only offerings that we have for now under the church are our retreats. And so our, our next retreat, our, our first retreat, first and sold out retreat is in January. We're going to be offering another one in uh, June, a women's only. And then we're also opening up the church to men. And so we're going to have a couple's retreat in uh in October. I was very called to this work because of the curanderas, the, the Mazatec Indians in Mexico, because it's all about the women. And you know, sister, how much power we have as women when we come together. And that also has been suppressed for millennia. Um, and so I was very, very, very focused on, on the women, you know, that the men have been making a mess of things for long enough that now the feminine is rising Mm -hmm. and, you know, we are opening up the retreats to men, um, as long as they come with a woman. Um, and you know, the, the women are the ones that offer the sacrament and, and hold, hold the space. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and just to kind of circle back around to something that you brought up about the awareness, you know, meditation, particularly the type that I teach is the silent awareness practice. And um, when you become aware of something, that's where the opportunity for change is. And so the mushrooms do that at an exponential rate. Meditation also does that. Um, But yeah, it's the awareness. It's, you know, so many people have no idea. They're so unaware. And when you're not aware, you you can't change. You can't recognize the patterns. You can't, you can't implement the changes. So yeah, the awareness is huge. I, I love that because I also, when working with my one-on-one clients, it's such a joy to work with them. And I, I feel so grateful to have such soul aligned sisters mm. and clients and friends. I mean, they're my clients, but I'm like, they're my friends. They're my sister. Right. Yeah. Um, we're creating community and co-creating and, you know, transcending with healing mm-hmm. together. And so <clears throat> one thing I always tell them is just and that blows me away is their level of awareness the Mm -hmm. like they are it's so empowering to get to work with women who know and see where they need help and they are willing to put themselves out there to reach a hand to have someone to hold them accountable to walk that journey and that path with them that they trust and that they feel is embodying what they want to achieve in some way and the awareness and that is it truly is. It's so powerful to be able to sit with yourself and be radically honest mm-hmm. about who you are and, and, and where you've come, came from and where you want to go and, and who you want to be. And, and so I just love that that is a piece that you also teach and yeah. have been able to use as a tool to, to help people become more aware. Yeah. It's like the, the, the mushrooms are the medicine. You are the magic medicine. And woman. 
<laughs> I'll take it. I'll own that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I've also have to say, I, as you've been speaking about the retreat and these offerings, I am already calling it in to be one of your next events. Great. Great. Oh, wow. What a beautiful, what a beautiful opportunity and space that you are. And just, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? but just facilitating healing in a space and also the sisterhood piece. I love mm-hmm. that you mentioned that because yeah. I have really tapped into my spiritual journey and um, meditation has become a, a very large part of my day. And it's something I do basically in every transition. Beautiful. So before I press play recording and meet with yeah. a client or um, do any transition in my day, I take a pause and meditate for a few minutes. Beautiful. And it has mm. like what you're saying about the, you know, 300 oh. uh, well, sparks compared to the 3000. Yeah. I was just telling my therapist that this morning, I'm like, well, I have tapped into something here and it's the medita- the meditation. Um, for me, cannabis is a plant medicine and something that I use on a regular basis. Yeah. And then um, journaling. Oh gosh. Yeah, girl. Now you're talking my language. Absolutely. Yeah. I, Stream of consciousness journaling. That's my practice before I sit for my silent awareness. It is such a beautiful teacher and tool and you know, I was, I was stuck for so long. I hate journaling. I don't know what to write about, but as soon as I learned about stream of consciousness, journaling, whatever comes to mind goes on paper, whatever comes to mind goes on paper. And then I do three pages before my, my awareness practice every morning and about a page and a half in, you know, when you first initially get that mind dump out, it's like your true self comes out and it's like communion with the divine and so much creativity and insights and oh oh, yeah oh yeah it's so beautiful so 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 beautiful so I call I call what you're calling that is tapping in is how I say it so I do like tapping EFT tapping with oils and I have so much come through to me and I just start journaling but then I will have you know these incredible creative ideas and then that's what I'm calling like the tapping in like I'm tapping into like a higher frequency and it's just through the flow of letting myself giving myself the space to just express freely and to play for me, it's almost just a play, like really turning into and dancing with my inner feminine and Mm -hmm. like looking at everything I do as like, how can I bring more joy to this? How can I make this simple thing extra special? And how can I love myself better through it too? Mm. It's like, how can I be my own best lover in everything I do? And always like my, my biggest supporter. And when you have that and you have these healing tools alongside it, it, it allows you, it truly does allow you to heal your relationship with yourself. And that to me, I talk a lot about manifesting and to me, healing your relationship with yourself is like the first step in manifesting anything else that you want, because absolutely when you have, when you feel whole and you, you know, are just so aligned in who you are and how, and what you want to create, like nothing else can stop you. So now you're inviting in all you, and you believe that you're capable of doing it, which that's what most people, what holds them back is that they 
let their imposter syndrome or their fears mm-hmm. or other people's opinion hold them back. And so it's like this idea of tapping into coming into yourself and using these tools and resources as as the healing method. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned manifestation and you know the law of attraction, and I'm sure you've heard this, the, the law of attraction, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. What you are. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, circling back to our practices of meditation, yeah. journaling, and the sacrament, um, and and uh quoting my my teacher, her name is Francoise Borzat. She is a, a somatic psych- psychotherapist. Um, and she spent over two decades studying with the Mazatec curanderas in Mexico. She will flat out say that there is nothing, no form of EMDR therapy, anything that can access the depths of our DNA, you know, through epigenetics and then the ancestral healing, you know, for, for those of you listeners who are like, I'm good. I don't need healing. I'm, I'm going to call bullshit on that. First of all, we all need healing. We need healing our, on our ancestral level and our belief systems, you know, tapping into that su- the subconscious belief systems. Um, we, we have to go inward and really dig up all the shit so that we can call it out and release it so that we can attract who we are. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so good. It's so true. (laughs) And it's, it's so interesting how you're sharing this message because literally just this past week, I did a whole post about the exact saying of you attract what you are. I think I heard that one. Yeah. I I think I heard that one. You are. It's so powerful. So you have like embodiment to me. That's the type of coaching that I do like embodying the highest self and embodying and showing up today as the woman who is capable of achieving all of these things and and making this impact that you want to make. Right. But like, if you see her as far away from you, instead of seeing her as one with you as who you already are and taking action to embody her like it's like I am now who I was envisioning just a couple weeks ago you know but she's so far away and then finally I just something clicked of like okay you know yeah yeah (laughs) practice what I preach right right absolutely Oh, this conversation has been just so soul nourishing Mm. and so insightful and informational. Um, And I really, I think this is going to unlock so much for our listeners in exploring more deeply on their own journey and just getting curious about um, about mushrooms to learn yeah. more. So I would love for you to share if, if you have any specific books, like for, for someone who's new, wanting to start exploring this more deeply, of course, we're going to go into your offerings and how you serve your community and your clients and ways to work with you. But do you have any specific recommendations that, uh, you think would be helpful to the listener or that were really mm-hmm. impactful on your own journey as you began the, this, this journey? Yes, absolutely. The first thing I want to say is that for any of the listeners that have traumas, sexual traumas, anything like that, who are interested in healing with this medicine, please, please, please do yourself service and um, work with a therapist. Um, because if you're, especially if you're, if you're diving in with a higher dose, uh, that's a really intense 
egg to crack open with a big dose. And so that's one of the reasons why I like to start small with the microdosing, but just, it's just a good idea. If you have unresolved trauma, just work with a therapist. Guaranteed, they're going to say, I love that you're journeying with mushrooms. Um, just do it with. And if they don't, they're probably not the right therapist. There you go. There Sorry, you go. And I, I and I have, I have lots. Yep. 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 Um, so I just wanted to say that, you know, if, if you have unresolved trauma, you know, work with a therapist as an adjunct therapy, don't just dive in with the medicine because it, it can, it can, um, it can uh, reopen the traumas. And if you don't know how to process those or how to integrate those, they can be equally as harmful, you know, That's going back to that mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza work, you know, taking you right back to that to that experience. So I just wanted to say that um, before anything. Um, I love books. I'm a huge book nerd. Um, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan is an amazing, amazing book. Um, he goes into the, all of the different psychedelic realms and the science, which I love. I'm a science girl. Um, there's also a book called Your Psilocybin Mushroom Companion by M- Michelle Janikin. And that is a really beautiful resource um, to also tap into. The book that I use, my teacher wrote, and and my uh, psychedelic mentor, Christina Hunter, uh, there's a book called Consciousness Medicine. And it's it's really uh, a beautiful book about honoring the lineage of the Mazatecs. And and really, if you're you're wanting to be guided, if you're wanting to guide, um, just a really beautiful book about the sacrament. So those are my favorite books. Mm, Thank you for sharing those. I will share those in the show notes and I'll be adding them to my Amazon cart. (laughs) Cool. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I can start this journey with you. And um, is there any documentaries, Fantastic Fungi? Do, Mm -hmm. Do you, would you recommend that? Because Absolutely. I personally would recommend it. I loved it as a, someone who wants to learn more. I'm like, actually, I might watch that tonight when I'm doing a little (laughs) flow just to get excited. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic fungi. Um, I have heard, I have not watched it, but I have heard there's another, um, documentary or offering on Gaia, um, about mushrooms as well. If anyone um, has access to that. Thank you for sharing those resources to our listeners. And I would love for you to wrap up with, of course, you have the retreat coming up and you mentioned that you have some future retreats. Do you have Mm -hmm. a newsletter? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you or if they have questions for you and want to connect more deeply? Yeah. So um, everyone can go to my website, healingmagicretreats.com. Um, and that is where, if you're interested in attending our retreats, that is where you will start in finding yourself booking a discovery call with me. And, and, and we, you know, I seek out aligned clients. So I, I recruit tens. Um, so if you're a seven or an eight, um, you know, it it might not be the right time right now for you to journey with the medicine. Um, so I'm really, really, really picky in particular about who I have joined at these retreats because I'm a 10 and I'm all in, and that's what I, what I want, um, from a client. Um, I am also open. People can email me at Aaron at the mindful mushroom.org. I am absolutely happy to connect, answer questions, 
um, in that um, in that form of communication as well. Um, those are the best ways to get a hold of me and to really to really learn about what I'm doing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Again, those will be included in the show notes. And I also have to commend you. Your website is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes, I thank love you. it. I'm in the stages of creating my own. And okay. So it's fun to see other people who are ahead of me and the ways that they're doing it and connecting um, and sharing their message and, and, and the gifts that they have. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you truly for your time. This was such an honor. Um, as I've said many times now, but I just, I think this conversation is going to be revolutionary for some yeah, of our listeners. Absolutely. And I, I want to thank you for so vulnerably sharing your story and co-creating this safe space with me for, for more people to get curious and yeah. to to lean into healing and connection and um, transcending. So. Yeah, yeah, it has been an honor, and I this is my new favorite thing: guest podcast guesting. I love it. Um, so anybody else that has a podcast that would like me to be their guest, that's what I'm looking to do. So thank you so much. I just I always feel so activated um, during these uh, conversations. So thank you. Um, it is an honor to be here, and I just I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I love your message. I love your vibration. So thank you so much for attracting me and for this beautiful opportunity to connect. Thank you. I received the love and I'm sending it back to you. Thank you. I would love to wrap up with just mm -hmm. five, five and five. So this is meant to be quick and for you to just share what intuitively comes through to you for our listeners. And it's an opportunity, I think, for you to connect with yourself more deeply and to honor yourself, which is the intention of these questions. And um, we'll go ahead and get started. So if there was one superpower you could have, what would it be? Flying. Flying. Love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I feel like you already have so many superpowers. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, and just kind of on a side note on that, um, I am uh, studying um, astral travel. So my, my husband is a, a astral out of body experienced traveler. And so um, I am uh, riding his coattails, if you will, on that. And so I'm wow, excited. Okay. I feel like we have to tangent for just a moment. <laughs> so I've actually never heard of this. Mm. So you've heard of people that are, you know, on the operating table or have a bad accident and they're like floating above themselves and, you know, having the out of body experience, that's your, your consciousness is out of your body. Um, and my husband started traveling out of his body when he was a little boy. And uh, so it's actually a thing people like astral travel together around the universe. And it's this you know, reverence of, you know, intentional specific type of meditation where you can train yourself to pop out of your body and travel. Wild. <laughs> I am so excited to, to research this more. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. Yep. Yep. With us. Okay. Maybe that'll be something we discussed in the next podcast interview. We have awesome. Together, awesome, your experience awesome. with that and where you're at. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, beautiful. Well, it sounds like you're already well on your way then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What is your favorite compliment to receive? Oh. 
Wow. And just the fact that I'm having a hard time coming up with it says a lot about that, you know, it's difficult for me to receive compliments. Mm. Um, I appreciate that honest reflection. Yeah, I honestly am having a hard time. Come, I'm going to come up with something, but it, um, it's I'm a little bit slow to that. Um, my favorite compliment to receive um, that I helped somebody that I, I, I helped them to, to maybe receive an insight or some sort of, you know, healing on their own. Or, uh, I, I love when I, when I've impacted somebody and, and they say, thank you, you've helped me. That is just, that's why I'm here. Yeah. To be of value, to serve, to, to serve. Yes. Yeah. When I've served somebody. Absolutely. I resonate yes. with that very deeply. Are you an Enneagram three perhaps? Do you know? Oh gosh. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what I am. I want to say a nine. Okay. But I, That's but I don't. Maker. Yeah. Does that resonate? I maybe, okay. maybe or seven. I don't know. Seven's the enthusiast. Okay. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll chat more about it later, but it is a really fun tool to use. And, um, I can, I can very much resonate with the just feeling of value and serving. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. What are you currently manifesting? Oh my gosh. Uh, so much. Um, I am manifesting, um, you know, my amazing husband, um, has allowed for me to take this time away from my nursing career and really dive deep into myself and what I want to create. And so I am manifesting, um, a lifestyle for us so that he can leave his corporate, um, hamster wheel job and, um, work for me. Um, I'm, we're going to be building a retreat center in Colorado here. Um, I'm going to be offering a membership, uh, called moons and shrooms. That's going to, you know, allow for people to percolate in my culture before they're ready for a retreat where they learn about mushrooms and meditation. Um, and then I'm also manifesting um, a, a one-year well, I call it my wellspring program, where it's a one-year journey with um, a healing, healing with the elements and healing with the directions and healing with the sacrament um, in, a, in a, a ceremony space. So lots and lots and lots of stuff that I'm manifesting. <laughs> just, just hearing you speak it into existence, these beautiful visions that you have and how clear you see mm -hmm. them, it, it lights me up. Awesome. And it's not awesome. even my dream, but just hearing you talk <laughs> about your dream. Yeah. And getting to support you in that, it Thank is you. such an honor. And Thank I'm you. so excited to see the evolution of you and to see the evolution of the retreats and just Thank the way you. that you are able to show up and serve a wider community. It's Thank you, so beautiful. And I absolutely will be at one of your retreats <laughs> in the future. And awesome. maybe we'll even be co-creating in the future. Let's do so. it. Let's do it. <laughs> Ah, well, I am, I will hold that for you, what you're manifesting and, and carry it with me and, and, and help you in manifesting that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Last two questions, which I feel that this is something we've already covered, but what do you love most about what you do? I feel that this medicine and this offering and this path is how we are going to, in the very near future, see a more compassionate world. Mm, the shift, the awakening. The shift. 
Yeah, I, I really feel it in my being too. And I also believe in a lot of what I share is like the narrative we choose, right? Mm-hmm. And and what we choose to consume and digest through every area of our life, but especially the media and what society portrays to you. And so when you can connect more deeply with yourself and with source and with your community of like-minded individuals who are focused on healing, you start to, you, the, the things and the way you look at the world changes because you feel the power within yourself and the capability that you and your small community, yeah. you can feel that power and that ripple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. to me, it's the ripple. It's like, yes. I may only change one life, but I know that that person mm. is, we're all just going to keep going on and on and on to make change when we heal ourselves within. And so I say like, heal yourself so you can raise the collective. Absolutely. And again, like I, I'm just so grateful for you to share this medicine with us. And so Thank excited you. for our listeners to um, continue on this journey of exploration. The last question, what is something simple that is bringing you joy in this season? Honoring, honoring my energy and honoring, you know, you, you alluded to this, you know, masculine do, 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 produce, produce, produce. And for me as a type one, you know, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, do, 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 do. And really, honestly, uh, you know, this, this season, I have really been honoring, you know, if I don't feel like doing something, I'm not going to do it because the energy from which you create determines what you, the energy of what you create. And so I'm really, really putting a lot of intention into creating from an energetic, rich place. And if I don't feel like doing something, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to do it knowing that it's the energy is going to be there later. So just honoring myself, honoring my body and knowing and trusting that it's all perfect. And the more that you are tapped into yourself and your practices, the more Mm -hmm. effortlessly it will all flow, the flowing versus the forcing. Absolutely. Yes. I I love that. I'm so proud of you. It's so wonderful (laughs) to see what you're creating. And I am just vibrating. I am vibrating. Thank you. so grateful for this space we've created together. So thank you again. And I, I can't wait to connect and to see how the retreat goes. Thank you. you. I'm super stoked that you're working with Amanda and that we're so closely intertwined and now get to be on this journey together. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you for your time and, um, and sharing your energy with me. And it's, it's been an honor to be here. (laughs) 